You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, yo, what is up, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I am your host, Victor, and I am so excited for today's podcast. Today's episode has a lot in store. I was able to welcome the Bible Project onto Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, and we were able to talk about something that I that I think is central to Christianity. I mean, outside of Jesus, but it's the Bible. You know, the Bible is our earthly authority. It is it is our final authority here on earth, and so we had such a good time talking about it. I hope that you guys enjoy this brief interview. We, we talked for about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. I do need to apologize for the sound quality, though. The sound quality was difficult to work with. I was editing it in post, and their sound was extremely quiet, and mine was extremely loud, and so I had to amplify their voice, and so that means that I had to amplify some background noise as well. So I hope you guys can forgive me. I hope it doesn't deter you from listening to the episode, because there's a lot of really good content in this episode, and I don't want you guys to miss out. So enjoy the interview. All right, and hey guys, welcome back to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. This has been a collaboration that honestly I've been anticipating for a while, and I'm super excited that we've finally been able to make this thing happen. So maybe like the past 10 years, if you guys have been living under a rock, you may have not heard of the Bible Project, but if you guys are within any Christian culture, I'm sure you guys are know who these guys are, and it's just uh, amazing to have them on the show today. They've personally played a major role in the development of who I am and where I'm at in life right now. And so I am so excited that both Tim and John have uh, agreed to be on our show today. Guys, welcome to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yes. We are super excited. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the Bible Project. What was kind of the inspiration for, for getting this thing started, for getting this ministry up? Uh, yeah, the inspiration was, so I, I grew up in the church, read the Bible my whole life, uh, but I always felt really confused by it, really mystified by it, and the more I got into it, the more of a problem that became, and it just felt, I kind of was getting to the point where, you know, in my 20s, I was ready to just be a post-Bible Christian, follow Jesus, and, you know, like, I, I understood the Bible enough, um, it felt comfortable enough, but every time I opened it, it just got weirder for me. So, uh, Tim and I have been friends since college, and he's a guy who never really gave up reading his Bible. In fact, dove in the deep end, mm. studying, <laughs> studying for decades, yeah. uh, biblical studies, Semitic languages. And uh, throughout the years, we'd stay in touch, and I'd ask him questions that I never felt like I could ask anyone. We'd have great dialogues. and. Um, eventually it all culminated in us deciding to 
kind of bring two separate passions. One passion of mine is to explain things, make complicated ideas simple through animations. Tim's just background in, in studying scripture and understanding the Bible and how its themes and literary structure work. Um, and bringing that together into a project so that we can make animated films that 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 show that. So we started working on that about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. Put, put them up online and started crowdfunding it, and it's just kind of has grown as people have found it and supported it, and now we kind of we built a whole studio around it. Um, it's a completely crowdfunded studio endeavor, and we that which allows us to just make what we want to make and keep it all free, which is right. a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean that's been such such a big part of my life, just personally, has been the fact that it's free, you know, and what being able to walk through, you know, every book of the Bible and have, you know, like a condensed resource to be able to understand what's being talked about in like ten minutes is like one of the best resources out there, uh, especially for our uh, day and age and culture that we live in, uh, for sure. So, you guys call yourselves the Bible Project. Uh, obviously one of the most important things and one of the most central things to what you guys do and what you guys talked about is the Bible. Um, yeah. And so today, uh, I would love to talk about the importance of just being disciplined in our Bible reading. Um, I think this is something that every Christian needs to uh, be disciplined in and needs to work towards and needs to fight for. And so uh, in your guys' experience and you know, with your guys', with your guys infinite uh, wisdom... <laughs> What what are some of the importances of being uh, disciplined in Bible reading and studying Scripture? Um, well, <clears throat> definitely no infinite wisdom on the, <laughs> of the microphone. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of actually an odd way to start the conversation because one person sitting with an entire collection of the scriptures alone in a room is a unique experience of modern Western Christians. <laughs> uh, most people, and I'm going all the way back to the Israelites, on to the early Jesus, Messianic Jesus movement, they encountered the scriptures mostly not uh, through the written text, but in community context where they would hear it being read aloud. Um, in synagogue gatherings and in house gatherings. Very few people actually possess, you know, their own, mm. their own scrolls. So to me that's always been significant, that these texts came into existence in and through uh, communities, small communities. Um, but they, so, and there have been, I mean, obviously they're meant to be read texts. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but they are also meant to be read aloud and encountered uh, both on your own and within a group. And I th actually think one of our biggest challenges that people have um, is because reading by yourself is, such, is a lost, becoming a lost art. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, I actually think one of the ways to really recapture uh, a new imagination for Scripture is to release people from the burden of thinking they can only do it by themselves alone. Right. Um, but to get creative in really simple ways into uh, how to listen to Scripture um, by yourself or uh, listen to Scripture with groups of people on a regular basis. Mm. And I, um, no, but there are some people that are just reading inclined, and so they'll just find it easier. But um, right. in, local, in local church ministry, 
uh, yeah, the norm, like here in Portland, where I was a pastor for many years, people just don't read the Bible. Right. And so my encouragement was like, just, okay, so let's reframe the conversation. Listen to the Bible. Right, right. <laughs> do, you to, do you listen to podcasts? You know, do you listen to music? Why not listen to the Bible? Right. And there's so many great resources out there that that's an, also an, another way to engage engage it. So uh, that's just kind of a, a preface. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I, I love that. And it, I think that also helps emphasize like our need for community, like we're people built for relationships, we're people built uh, for community with not only God, but with other people. And I think this can also help encourage that community, whether it be in a church setting or, or you know, in a small group setting or, at, you know, a Bible study or. Um, yeah, because yeah. the stuff, like the, the, stuff, the confusion John would have. I mean, I've heard him talk about this for years now. Like, the, like reading the Bible by himself alone actually became a source of difficulty. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it still happens. And it still happens. But um, to be honest, like, you know, you initiated this project with me partly out of frustration with that. Right. And so we just started yeah. to read and talk That's, to, that's talk what you got to do. You just got to find a theologian friend <laughs> and them to make yeah. videos with you. Yeah, and totally. then you don't have to read the Bible. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. that, that's the, uh, the five-point plan for every Christian. That's awesome. Totally. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, no, I love that. So I think, re, I re, I think reframing to say I think regular engagement with the scriptures is important. Okay. I think that that can take many forms. I said that in jest, but I mean – it's partly I've been thinking about that, like how many how many like Bible nerds per capita do we need, <laughs> right? So that yeah. no one has to feel like they're reading oh. the Bible by themselves. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we were just recording yeah. some stuff this morning yeah. Yeah. for the podcast, yeah. and um, we're opening up some different Psalms. Yeah. And man, if I was in there by myself, I would have. Yeah. I mean, so many things where it's like translation issues or just. Just having someone to bounce things off of and talk together while you're reading through yeah. the scripture is just yes. made it so much yeah. better. Right, <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah, maybe the Bible should be read in community more than yeah. than by yourself. Um, but you could also read it by yourself. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Tim does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I think, um, you know, we are our imaginations. Our conceptions of what's real and important are shaped by yeah. the things that we yeah. uh, get allow to have input into our lives the most regularly, and mm. so it's really just a question of what you, you know. We are being shaped right. in every aspect of our culture, yeah. and so the question is: Am I trying to intentionally foster anything intentionally um, that brings me into the story of Jesus? Right. And, and historically, there's many ways that can happen. I think the body of Christ is the primary one. Mm. And, uh, and the scriptures along are both animated by the spirit as well as the body of Christ to, to do that, foster the counterculture. Right. Yeah. You know? In yeah. our minds and our hearts. Yeah. Um, or else, what else, how else are you going to cultivate a, a Jesus worldview? It's just it's impossible unless you do something yeah. intentional. <laughs> About it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's like perpetually wanting to say you want to play the guitar, but you just straight up never do anything. <laughs> right, all you know is hot yeah. cross buns, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, okay, so I guess you say you want to play the guitar, but you, have, you actually like, have to have 
do something, something regular. Yeah, but what's interesting about playing the guitar is like at the end you're like a really good guitarist and you can jam out. <laughs> when it, and and the mm, um, that's, that's a good point. Well, and you can be a really good Bible reader. Yeah. Um, but I think what you said about how the Bible shapes yeah. our imagination—that I think the real power mm. is that. Um, it's not that you're becoming a better Bible reader or you're becoming more mm. fluent in Bible talk yeah. or how many verses you, you have um, on your speed dial or whatever it is. <laughs> it's that your imagination has been shaped so that yeah. through, you see everything through the lens of, of the story of God in the Bible. And that actually helps me because when I, mm. when I sit down with the Bible and I'm supposed to walk away with like, the one application point or the um, or I'm supposed to walk away with less questions than I came to the text with I'm just disappointed mm. but if I if I have in my mind like you know what this is just like having a conversation with a friend and I'm and I'm gonna walk away just having mm. a better relationship mm -hmm. um, mm. and if the point is for it to shape my imagination I'm not gonna really feel that yeah necessarily it's, it's subtle. happening so subtle right on the surface yeah that's right yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think uh, all of these things can be done, like all of these things are done in community. Um, you know, like like we said, in like a church setting or, you know, yeah. um, with a friend or with a mentor or uh, things along those lines. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so maybe uh, maybe we could talk about some of the consequences of kind of disregarding that, uh, disregarding, you know, being saturated in, you know, Jesus and, you know, the community culture that the church is supposed to be curating, you know, with what, what we had just been talking about. What are some of the consequences of maybe pulling ourselves out of that or being lazy and in, in, in engaging with it? And where can that kind of lead us on the spiritual journey? Well, oh, I think, well yeah, I mean, one, just to flip what we're saying is biggest consequence is that your imagination is shaped by something less awesome. <laughs> you know, like, or just something else. Something else. Yeah. You know, like we, we uh, our, our minds, they're shaped and our thoughts and our feelings, it's all shaped by something. And is that, what narrative is that? Yeah. Is that like the accumulation yeah. of wealth, is that accumulation of power, is the, that... Be authentic. To your true self, no matter what yeah. storyline, whatever it is, and yeah. like someone or something is shaping that in your mm -hmm. life, um, and um, I guess we should desire that thing to be uh, as true as possible. Yeah, it, yeah. You could even phrase it's more drastic than that. It's <laughs> that like <laughs> yeah, we, we're not a no one, no human lives in a neutral state. We are being shaped and influenced by forces and stories yep. greater than ourselves, constantly. Mm -hmm. Most of us are carrying them in our pockets now, in these yeah. little supercomputers yeah. that are constantly spitting out stories of what's important, yeah. what matters, what are you after, who are the people to imitate, right? Mm -hmm. those, are, those are narratives. Right, right. Sh shaping my mind and heart. And so, I, yeah, the question is, if, if a follower of Jesus <laughs> wants to cultivate a mindset that truly believes that God's kingdom has arrived in Jesus, that through the work of the Spirit, God is birthing a new human inside of me right. and a new humanity, a new creation right here, 
and that I can participate in that, even though it's difficult right. <laughs> and compromised. Like, that's a very strange way to see the world. Right. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to, no. like, see on in TV or going to movies that's right. going to help you cultivate that world. Right. You're yeah. going to have to intentionally cultivate. So how? <laughs> right. So there's local communities of Jesus followers who have practices that do that, and and it's, that's where the playing the guitar thing, even though it's not a perfect analogy. No. It's just <laughs> that. Like, you have to take, there's a certain level of responsibility because it's not like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do the Jesus thing and then get myself into that story. It's like, if I'm not intentionally doing that, I'm intentionally being formed by an alternative story mm. that um, is likely destructive without me even knowing it. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. That's, it's, it's perfect. And I think, um, this can kind of lead into uh, uh, just some advice for people that that may be struggling with um, maybe maybe struggling with something um, as simple as you know regularly getting plugged into a local community or a local body of believers uh, people that can you know really influence their life to you know and point them to the cross um, what's some what's some you know sage wisdom sage advice that you guys would have for someone that's struggling with that because i know uh, a lot of college people listen to our show a lot of high schoolers listen to our school our, listen to our show people who are struggling to find time people who are working multiple jobs uh what what would that kind of look like and uh what would you kind of tell them we we are what we are, allow ourselves to be influenced shaped by we are what we it's yep, true we are um and so, yeah, you know, being intentional and being a part of a Jesus community church um, takes about as much discipline, I think, for most people as something like regularly engaging the scriptures. Mm. These, are, these are habits and disciplines, and um, they're not easy. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe if you've grown up, I don't know, I, um, I didn't grow up reading the Bible, so I discovered it, you know, in my right. early 20s as like a work of brilliant Jewish literary art, and it just swept me <laughs> off my feet, and I, I can't stop reading it now, you know? Yeah. I'm just amazed by it. But that's my, yeah. that's my personal obsession, right. so I don't assume, I know that's where most people are not there. But, the, I, but I resonate with that for church. Church is a difficult pleasure. <laughs> it's a disciplined pleasure, and in the same way as re I'm reading the Bible, but why am I being told the story about some guy murdering his mom? Or like, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? But in the same way, going to church, and it's like, I don't know a lot of these people. I would never hang out with those two people, but we're here at this place together. Right. Sharing something in common. And both of those are disciplines, because that's not our natural inclination is to be around people who are just like us and to read and intake things that don't require anything of yeah. us. And the church right. and the Bible are the opposite of both of those. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's also helpful to um, be honest and really be painfully honest about how difficult this yes. really is. Mm -hmm. I agree. This is yeah. um, ancient yeah. texts from a culture mm. completely different than ours, um, written in a language mm. different than ours, uh, some, and then that's the, and written in Hebrew in Old Testament, and in the New Testament, it's written in Greek, but <laughs> by people who think in Hebrew. <laughs> and, so, and we're reading it in English. <laughs> and, and you're reading an English translation. Yeah. 
and there's hundreds of translations. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, you have all of these mm. um, categories in your mind given to you by mm. theologians, pastors, from all sorts of different traditions. And sometimes they line up with what you're reading, and sometimes they don't. Mm. Um, all of this makes a mess. <laughs> it's just so hard. Especially people who like consistent, clear thinking. Yeah. Which, which isn't everybody. <laughs> you, some pe- yeah, yeah. Maybe you could like... Some people just flow. That's me. I just, want, I want yeah. it to make sense. Yeah, some people wanna... are just like, oh, that made me feel good, so I'm good. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of people thinking clearly is a high value, so it's important. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think just, just understanding this is, this is difficult. Yeah. And coming in, yeah. not, not thinking. I think I kind of grew up being told, like, this should feel very natural. Mm. It should be mm. something really joyful. Yeah. And I, no one ever said it was easy, but for some reason it just felt kind of like, why can't I just do this? Yeah. Um, uh, and there was also this sense of, like, well, if, if God wrote this, then it should be really easy to read. Difficult. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but... I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that there's all different sorts of literary genres in the bodies, and there's poetry, and there's discourse, and they all have to be read differently. And so you kind of have to be almost like a literary theorist <laughs> in some ways, too. Yeah. Um, you have to gain a skill set, some yeah, new skills right, that you right. wouldn't have otherwise. It's a lot of skills. Yep. So, I mean, the guitar analogy is helpful in the sense of, like, mm. you know, you could just jam out on some chords, but um, to really be an excellent guitarist, you need mm. music theory and all these different things. Um, and the, it's demanding. Mm. It's a demanding yeah. process. Cookies are on the shelf. The cookies are on the bottom shelf. <laughs> and another thing that Tim likes to talk about is that the Bible is Jewish meditation literature, which, um, what I understand when you say that is, uh, it, it, it intends for you to be reading it over and over and over your whole life, and, and it never is going to just all of a sudden be perfectly clear to you. Yeah. And when you're, and it expects that you really know the Bible well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's written by people who are so saturated in the scriptures that they are riffing off of other authors and other verses right. and other ideas, and it's not going to be clear to you if you're reading the Bible for the first time. But on the tenth time, you're going to start noticing some of these things. And on the hundredth yeah. time, you're going to be noticing more. And, yeah. Yeah. and so, um, yeah. it can be for someone like me who wants to be good at things that he does <laughs> and wants. And wants things that make sense it's a it is a frustrating yeah. book yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no totally yeah. yeah it's not designed to give up uh its secrets easily yeah it requires you to ponder and to meditate and think about it when you're on the bus and when you're walking um and uh yeah, so we could go on. But I don't want that to be discouraging for me. Yeah, I would have it's been, a reality, It would have though. been an encouragement if someone was that plain to me about right. it. Right. Growing up, I think I would have thought about it with the right type of... Mm. I would have yeah. anticipated the right type of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have just jumped in and been like, God's frustrated so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. For sure. And I think, I think you know, this is, this is you know, that's not something that just one or four or ten people struggle with. Like, this is... This is something that that believers, you know, new to the faith, struggle with just as much as you know, mm-hmm. you know, people who have been in the faith for fifty, sixty years uh, struggle with as well. So, this is definitely applicable to to Christians, you know, and to Christianity yeah. as a whole. Um, we also have a really practical um, 
read through the Bible in a year app that was designed by some friends of ours mm-hmm. called Good Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just very practically a tactical thing is um, is is to read the Bible through and understand that it is one unified story at least to Jesus. I think I grew up just reading the New Testament and a select stories of the Old Testament. Mm, right. The rest of it's just crazy. crazy. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, and so um, seeing yeah seeing the whole story and how always Jesus and the, and what's cool about the app the plug the app is that it before you read any book you're going to go through that overview of the book so you kind of get your mind wrapped around the structure and and, and get the forest before you jump into the into the trees um, and a lot of people have found that as a really great way to just start reading the Bible yeah and it tracks your progress and we love it yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) That the app personally for me is is fantastic. It's something that has uh, allowed me to walk through the entire Bible a year after year after year. Um, Something that's 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 been amazing, and it's awesome that there's a resource like that out there to to help people um, dive into the scriptures when it might be a little uncomfortable or it might be you know crazy and even though the you know the app might not fix all the problems you know it'll still be uncomfortable it'll still be crazy at least it gives you know a path to walk on um that's right help guide people through that uh so yeah so the app that that's the plug uh is there anything else before before we kind of before we kind of close up is you guys have a podcast that you do weekly um yeah. So you guys can tell, I'll leave, you know, links to all that kind of stuff in the show notes so you guys can go check it out. Uh, and then YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make videos, put them on YouTube. Okay. YouTube.com slash <laughs> The Bible Project. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of those videos can also be found on the app as well, right? Yeah, I think a lot of them, maybe half of them are more in the app, on the Read Scripture app. Um, and then they're all on our website. You can download them for free. Um so that you could, if you're using them in church or school setting or whatever, um, that's all I want to Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I had a blast, and uh, I'm, I'm, I just really appreciate you guys being here. Yeah, yeah. our pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, great to talk. And there you guys have it, the official Bible Project interview on Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. This interview had literally been in the works since January. I sent them an email, got a response, and we had started planning, and it was actually scheduled for like a month ago. And then I had racist training at Starbucks, and it got canceled. The interview got canceled, and so we rescheduled for August 7th, and so... I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I hope you guys uh, learned something and got something out of it. I know I did. I really enjoyed it. I think it was crazy how we were talking about how sometimes it's so difficult to read the Bible and how on the first time, you know, it might be difficult. And then on the 10th time, you're reading something completely different and it's totally making sense to you. I think that's, I think it's crazy, right? And I think that's where the role of the Holy Spirit plays in a Christian's life when they're reading scripture. We read in the Bible that the Holy Spirit reveals to us the scriptures. And so he opens our eyes when we read the scripture. And so one of the Holy Spirit's jobs is to help us understand the Bible. And so when you, you know, take a passage to a non-believer and they read this, you know, they might be able to say it's a cool piece of literature if they respect the Bible. But they're not going to be able to get the spiritual truths out of it that we may be able to 
because we have the spirit. I'm getting texts, man. Oh, three texts in a row. I'm popular. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not popular. Anyways, they might, you know, the non-believer might not be able to get the same spiritual truths out of the Bible because they don't have the Holy Spirit revealing to them and opening their eyes with the spiritual revelations that we do. And so I did want to make that clarifying a factor as well. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Again, I'm a novice interviewer. Uh, this is something that's totally new to me. It's something that I'm not, I'm not used to doing yet. And this was a bigger interview. I was so nervous. I had people texting me like, you're going to mess it up and you're going to screw it up. And I was like, no, stop telling me that. They were joking, of course. But I hope you guys did enjoy it. Again, sorry for the background noise on some of those parts in the static in some of those areas. I had to amplify their voice so that we could hear each other during the uh, interview and during uh, post-production on the podcast. So... I hope you guys enjoy this week. Follow us on Instagram. We have a major Instagram rush going on right now. We've grown 190 followers in like the past three days. And so you need to go check us out. I'm actually recording the first Instagram sermon today. And so you definitely want to check that out. I'm super excited to do that. We have some campaigns launching. We have some giveaways coming up on Instagram. It's not something that you want to miss. Grace Nation Ministries, check us out on Instagram. Guys, remember, seriously, remember this. You are beautiful and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN Podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.